0: Today on our show, we're going down the very best films of 2022 with a guest to bring the quality of the show up, Jason from Binge Movies. Let's hit it, Paul.
1: Welcome to the Countdown
0: Podcast. This is episode 407 and my name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. Welcome to the show. We count down stuff in order of awesomeness so you don't have to. Today, stuff is films. Again, the best films of 2022. And for the only the second time in history, mm. I think it's the eighth time we've done this, uh-huh. this particular type of countdown, we're having a guest on for what is traditionally one or two of the biggest shows Very of exciting. the year. Last time it was John Roker.
2: Mm. This time
0: a man even bigger. At least in my world. In his pants. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jason and John can measure up to be sure on that one. Jason from Binge Movies all the way from sunny Akron, Ohio. Though I bet you it's not that sunny at the moment. Welcome to the countdown, sir.
3: It is the middle of the night. My hamstrings are screaming from deficit deadlifts. (laughs) But I am here. I'm I'm lubed up in my own grease. I have yet to shower. But I will before the night's over. And I'm just, I'm just here. I'm here stinky, sweaty, and lubed up and ready to go.
0: Oh. Me too, but I haven't been working out.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Nothing like having a guest 100% prepared to share the mic, and that sounds perfect. So this is your second time on the main feed, main episode. Jason's wonderful to have you back. But in case people don't know, you kind of do a thing over there from the last video during in the universe. Why don't you tell our listeners, mm-hmm. who might be quite different from last time you were around, how it all works.
3: That's true, but let me just say this. Two times in the 15 years you've been doing this podcast (laughs) is an insult.
0: With special you've had people episodes. on fifteen.
3: T- you've had people on fifteen times who aren't no good. Whoa, had I, uh, more than uh, twice. Sh- come on. Shots fired. <laughs>
2: who are you, the burn bitch? What up? I'll
3: let I'll let your avid listeners and the people who are part of your community online, which there are a great many, decide who those people are. They know. No names, please. Whoa, 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 oh, Fuck <laughs> off, Paul. Welcome fuck off. Am- oh, fuck off, soundboard, and fuck off, Paul. <laughs>
1: Sorry oh, to cut you to... off with Paul's bullshit there, Paul. <laughs> there,
3: Jason, please go on. <laughs> but here, here's the other thing. You you had me on once when you were a movie podcast. Now you're having me on as a stuff podcast. But you won't let me do stuff. You only let me do movies.
0: Well, that's your, that's your brand. That's what you're good at. That's what everyone My knows brand. you for and loves you for. <laughs> yeah, when I we're going to count true. down I the top we... ten extra-dimensional yeah, entities that's... which are controlling the earth, right. you'll definitely be back for that one. Okay, <laughs>
3: That's... I don't know their names, but I could probably take a guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I am a video store manager of a, the last video store in the universe. If there is a video store in, universe, in your universe, I just don't live in your universe. It's <laughs> uh, but when I'm not busy stocking shelves and whipping lily-paid teenage employees – uh, i rank movies with guests filmmakers film critics film fanatics from around the world like paul Woo. wayne has refused to come on <laughs> despite the fact that a, a great many countdown listeners are binge movies listeners mm-hmm. and they're like when are you gonna have wayne on and i'm like Did wayne's ever- a big get he won't do
1: it
0: <laughs> Did I ever get an invite? I- i'm sure you have uh, okay all right. there's, yes there's oh, a, there's this look- <laughs> that is pretty much the first three quarters of the show yeah right? that's right i'm
1: clean now yeah. so yeah uh, yeah
3: hit yeah. me up <laughs> And the last time I was on here, I hit on Wayne as hard as I could because I find him a very attractive man. Thank you. Well, you and the rest uh, of the universe. And it went, it went nowhere. It
1: went nowhere.
0: All right, listen. Uh,
1: but I'm going to lube up. We're, we're, we're good. We're good. We'll go from now.
3: Would you
0: guys okay, like the room? All right. I'll have a couple of bees. <laughs> so you just have a chat.
2: <laughs>
3: we ranked. We, we rank movies over at Binge Movies, and we rank everything from Tommy Wiseau mm-hmm. to Francois Truffaut <laughs> to Bon Joon-Ho. Everything in between. And uh, we're trying to determine which movies are most worthy of preservation for all time, even beyond the end times. Because once humanity's gone, the old ones are going to take over, and they're going to need entertainment.
1: Wow. You know, I once had a bong with a hoe. <laughs> okay. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I resent the implication just the once.
2: <laughs> I love Wayne
3: because not only is he you funny, in but he's also his own
0: laugh track. Yeah,
3: he's his own laugh track. Uh, yeah, you don't like, need another you do not need another laugh in the room we've got i, I think
0: basically if you're a budding old school network comedy show creator and you want to <laughs> go back to having a laugh track on your show just hire wayne and his family it set. <laughs> oh, yeah. very cheap just the six or seven <laughs> of them Bam. pure, pure cackles it's yeah. not pretty
3: oh god and anyone who's ever left an apple podcast review for the countdown which is like 400 people <laughs> But of the 400 people who have left you guys a review that say, oh, this guy's cackle. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That cackle <laughs> is the best laugh in the business, bar none.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's so a love-hate thing. Some people like it, but only like three I people. love it. <laughs> <laughs> you one of them I'm three. one of the – put me in the club.
3: I've go. always loved it.
0: Eventually, that. you get used to it. Let's put it that <laughs> way.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, it's great. It's, it, 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 it brings something to the show. Look, I'm here. I've busted your balls. But the truth is, you guys have a chemistry – that no other two podcasters in the
0: world oh, have. It's very killing, very yeah,
3: genuinely so. And you, you you flipped your entire format after five thousand episodes. <laughs> and I think the show, I think the show is better than ever. I honestly wow. do. Thanks, I, man. In fact, I've left DMs to Paul saying, "I love this. I love what you guys are doing. I love this refresh." Yeah, and we're, DM. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to say? S- <laughs> S- a letter in the mail? You live on the other side of the world. Yeah. That's right. That's he funny.
1: goes, ah, DM."
3: like, what's that? A compliment or a DM? What the hell is that? Uh- <laughs> it's hard to please, Paul.
0: Let's face it. <laughs> oh, not today. Not today to use that as a segue. Thank you very much for the kind words, Jason. And of course, if you are one of our listeners who hasn't checked out binge movies, I can't understand why you wouldn't have, because A, I've been over there, but B, because some of the other guests are way better than me. Some. Okay, I'll go on. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very few, very
3: few. We, but I've been honestly I've been very lucky and very privileged to have a lot of really, truly, ge- genuinely, really great guests. And I consider you one of them. Not Wayne, because he refuses. Can, to well, that makes them. sense.
0: But well, maybe you can make a name for himself we'll talk. through 2023. And <laughs> if you do a Keanu yeah. Reeves retrospective of five films, including Street Kings, Wayne's your man.
1: Street Kings are so good. I can't believe everyone's
3: got issues with it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've never, I've never done a Keanu. There you go. Uh, the, the the Keanu retrospective. Mm-hmm. so just saying. I might have
0: to. Oh, <laughs> well, look plans coming together as we speak. But today's show, the best films of 2022, according to us. You know, so it's our personal preferences. So if you are the first time in the show and you're like, "Hey, this guy picked a piece of shit film," well, that's going to happen because they're just our personal favorites. Yada yada yada. Disclaimer aside, we would normally jump into the recount now, but there's nothing to recount because we didn't do it for the TV episode a couple of weeks back. No biggie. I had four thousand things on my list and one had seven. Seven. So So let's get (laughs) straight into it then. And we're gonna do that on the other side of this music queue and get into the top ten films. Two thousand twenty-two.
2: The top,
0: top 10, 10 movies of 2022, 2022 bitch. Is with a voice crackle, wings. Yeah, I hear that. And our list for this week, uh, there's nothing really to explain. It had to come out in 2022, at least by Australian release date for us. So that might be a little bit different for Jason because he's somewhere in Akron, Ohio. No one knows where. He's very particular about that. He's a mysterious, mysterious man. But how about you be a little less mysterious, Jason, and give us, as a guest, your number 10 best film of the year.
3: Number ten best film of the year for me. This is a hard list, folks. I'm just going to tell you this. Like I, this, I, I oh, did yeah. this back and forth, uh, uh, really all throughout the year, and really the last like 24 hours, I shuffled stuff around. It was higher, but it's coming at number ten for me. It's R R R. Paul hated it. <laughs> I, I saw it. his letterbox score. I do not like uh, musicals. Me, uh, on on the whole, to say that I love this movie, like it's it's batshit insane. It is everything. It is a Tollywood film instead of a Bollywood film, but they are akin in the fact that these sorts of movies are every type of movie ever possibly made. You want a superhero movie? It's this movie. You want a a movie with like political illusions? It's this movie. You want a movie with religious uh, implications? It's this movie. You want a batshit insane action film with stuff the likes of which you've never seen? It's this movie. You want romance? It's this movie. You want a bromance? Yes. This is the bromance of the century. It's this fucking movie. Dude. Do you want? Absolutely. What do you want? They got it. It's everything. What do you want? It's in
0: RRR. Tell you what I don't want. Three hours plus, and musical numbers at the drop of a hat that make zero sense. Hang on a sec, hang on a sec, hang on a sec. Yeah, musical
3: okay. numbers are some of the best part, man. That dance thing, I agree. A Fucking cotillion, holy shit!
0: Musical lovers over the round the world and Triple R fans around the world are right now going vindication. No, they're not because signboards suck. But, but- yeah, point is, I'll let you two wax <laughs> lyrical because you know, I'm glad you both loved it,
1: bro, 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 bro. RRR <laughs> is totally on my list. It's way higher up. I fucking love this film, okay? It is, like you said, straight up bonkers, weird shit. Yeah. And what is it? The third most expensive Indian film ever made? That probably doesn't say much, yep. but that's not the point, <laughs> all right? Like you said, it's every kind of movie, and you'd think that wouldn't work, but you know what makes this whole movie work? That fucking bromance. These two motherfuckers are yep. in love, okay? Absolutely. And and, and that gives it an entirely different like slant to... Look, I haven't seen a lot of or any Bollywood movies, <laughs> Um. But at the, I understand, like, Paul hates musicals as it is. And I wouldn't call this a musical. It's just got a couple of musical numbers in it, all right? And when they happen, it's yep. like, okay, but because it's a bolly or Tolly, where we said, like, that, that. that's the slant of the movie that yeah. gives you that, okay? But then, to go making it, like, motherfucking, the level of action in it, and, and the CGI is kind of hokey, Yes. But because the movie is the way it is, and it presents to you in this very earnest way, you don't mind. Because you're sitting there watching it going, yeah, okay, I can tell it's CGI, but am I not, like, entertained by this shit? abso fucking yep. So, even though it's three hours long, and it's kind of an Indian superhero movie, and let's face it, this is not Mrs. Marvel. That, 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 that never happened before, okay? So, yeah, that's it's, most of them, is different. But anyway, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it's really, really cool the punisher's in it, you should help you know, Ray Stevenson, he's in it. <laughs> there you go Paul. So <laughs> it's
0: Alison Duty from Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade.
1: Who's she? Oh, Elsa Schneider? Yeah. Is she in it?
0: Yeah, she's his wife.
1: Oh, I'd hit
3: that. But oh, she's horrible. She's the worst part of the movie. Yeah, she's terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, like I said, it's Honestly it's though.
3: Honestly, though, when I was I saw it in theaters on the recommendation of uh, one of our patrons over at binge and <laughs> dot and, com. Um, when he is getting whipped, and all they want is for him to go to his knees, and, and he, he starts sings. singing that song, oh. and that translation comes on the screen, I the freaking wind starts kicking up, and revolution starts boiling in the people. It is hokey, but it mo- genuinely moved me. It gave me goosebumps in the theaters, and I thought it might have just been a theatrical experience. So I went back and rewatched it at home. And enjoyed all three hours of it. It is nuts. It's insane. I love it. I hope they do the dance at the Oscar. <laughs> <I like> that <laughs> that freaking dance with the suspenders. Hey, is this a nominee? Uh, National
0: feature maybe. I don't know. I don't
1: know. I hope it gets I hope it wins some kind of Oscar, man, because it's seriously it I've needs never needs to.
0: It seriously does. I've yeah.
1: never enjoyed this kind of movie I've before. I haven't announced the nominees yet, I don't think. Yeah. So.
3: I know that no, and as we've record as we record this, but here's the other thing: we're talking about the CGI. Yes, a lot of it is hokey, but there is a group on uh, YouTube. I forget their name. It might be Corridor Crew. Might have been them. Might have been somebody else. But they did a breakdown of like special effects. They do this for a lot of films. Mm-hmm. And for every, like, one bad special effect that you see and you notice, they then have the eye to see, here's actually 15 effects you did notice that's all digital. And they were not easy to do, and they, this movie was done outside of the Hollywood system. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is, so oh, the fact huge. that they were able to accomplish any of this, and even though it cost a lot of money, still is huge. This is one of the best non-Hollywood movies, I think it rivals a lot of the Hollywood movies we saw last year, hence why it's my number 10.
0: Fair enough. All right. Good well, call. Some good, love good there, call. Wayne. Do you want to continue on the rut and give us your 10?
1: Sure. My number 10 was... there. Was a lot of weird things that happened here, but I finally decided on my number 10 being Glass Onion.
0: Ooh. Glass Onion. And honorable, I, honorable mention for me.
1: Honorable mention? Yeah. So the reason that I... Th- Here's the thing. Hot take, which I talked about last time, i got a lot of heat for. The original Knives Out, it's good and everything, but I didn't really rate it that much. I didn't think it was that good. I think it was overrated, in fact. But this one, this Glass Onion one, this is like... Firstly, one of the most luxurious-looking films I've seen in a long, long time. Lighting, all that sort of stuff, great. But probably why it's better is because Benoit Blanc... And by the way, I hate Daniel Craig's accent. I will tell you that straight <laughs> up now. I don't know what he's doing. It fucking sounds like ass. It doesn't sound like anything that's real. So without I like that it.
0: accent, this would be way higher in your list. <laughs>
1: yes, I like it in spite of that accent. But the actual plot of this film, because he's not the omnipotent I'm-know-everything detective this time, he's actually kind of playing catch-up like you are. And then they go... Do a certain thing with the plot, no spoilers. That flips it a bit, and then if you go back and look at it again, everything pays off. That's clever-ass filmmaking. That's why this is my number ten because it's it's a very involved, very rich story, but you wouldn't know that till about halfway through the film. Very cool. So I liked all of that stuff. I like the fact that. Ed Norton is still acting, I guess. After like you know, it's
0: it's like despite trying, <laughs> despite trying to get himself kicked out of Hollywood, exactly.
1: Like he seems to be like Hollywood is where you can be a complete asshole, but if you're talented, it's okay.
0: I'm not sure that's any different than in life, right?
1: Ah, uh, trust me, you can get cancelled pretty quick with with reasonable talent if you. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe you're right, maybe you're right, maybe you're right. Corporate psychopaths. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. It's just a, it's a grander version of a film, and it's almost like because um, I think it's longer than the original Knives Out. He had more to do with this film, so you had you had more to look at, and you had more like places to go with it. So I thought it was kind of cool. There's a couple of weird little plot points, which I'm like that. Okay, someone gets shot from a mysterious position, and no one cares where the bullet came from. I was like, what the fuck? Okay, but other than that, it's it's a really great film, and I loved it. And this is where Paul said to me, and I didn't realize this now because every who done it, I'm like, yo, I need a huge reveal at the end where I shit my pants and didn't see that guy coming. And Paul was saying like, you know, I don't think Ryan is doing that with these films even the first night's out the reveal right. isn't that like surprising but it's more about the craft of the film and how much you recognize yeah. the theater of it so more like
0: about how it was done yeah and why it was done
1: yeah which is kind of good but i didn't realize that until this movie and pretty much the Paul pointed out. i'm
0: like yeah you're right i didn't get the moment i wanted to but i still liked
1: it so something worked so yeah. were
0: well, you a fan jason or have you not seen that one yet
3: uh no i've seen it i've seen it twice saw it in the theater Ooh. saw it at Ooh. home B- big fan big fan of it it will make the list, oh. but not within the 10. It makes an honorable mention okay. for me.
0: Yeah. Likewise for me. It yeah. would be mine. You get way, to but... see all
1: these in the movies, man. Nice.
0: Yeah, well, you know, American, yeah. Australian. I know, right? That's, that's the way we <laughs> have it sometimes, yeah. after all. we got like three figures. Uh, I, I set myself to go last because here's the first big flutter on the show. Oh, dear. And, and I'm going to get a very, very loud low from the person on my left here. And I don't know how much you love this film, Jason, but we're about to find out. My number 10 is where Top Gun, Colin Maverick... Oh, get the fuck out of here. What's wrong
3: with you, man? Fuck off, Paul. As, what a cunt. Number 10.
0: Eat my ass. Exactly. Eat all the asses, and man. And lap
1: my fucking foreskin. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> what I love most about our show... It's how tolerant and accepting <laughs> everybody is everyone else. Get fucked. <laughs> Eat a bag
3: of dicks, Paul.
2: What's wrong, Paul?
0: All right, who no, hurt that's all, all out of hurt you? Who, who hurt you, Paul? <laughs> this film's good. It's very good. It's just not as good as the other nine films for me. On my list, it's the 10th best film of a year in which I saw a lot more films than Wayne, so it's probably lucky it even sneaks in here. Although that said, I think Doesn't you saw a lot more shit. films than me. Jason from 2022, so that argument may fall down. Regardless, I don't like the first Top Gun film. I think it's really, really fucking average. It's,
1: it's only average because you saw it now. Craig. Yeah, I
0: watched it now, and I was like, "This film sucks. It's not good. It's not well paced." Yes, it's a you know, charismatic performance from Tom Cruise. Everything else about that film, particularly the whole love story angle, sucks. It was the 80s. ironically <laughs> the worst part about Top Gun Maverick is also the love story right. angle, which adds almost oh nothing no, I not think so to proceedings yeah. as far as I'm concerned. However, the actual <laughs> flying scenes, Joseph Kaczynski's direction, putting cameras in the Co-pilot seats where the, the actors were. Some of that shit is amazing. In the last forty-five minutes of this movie, when they go on their mission, and they do. Because by the way, this film actually has a mission, as opposed to having one shoehorned in right at the end, like the original film.
1: <laughs> it was Russia, Paul. It was the eighties, and it was Russia. We had to fight them. Okay. It's kind of, it, and it's also kind of
3: still Russia. I mean, it, it is, is, it is yeah, it's right. un, unnamed. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, yeah.
0: yeah, this is a lot of fun. It's incredibly well shot, put together. It is tense through those final moments. And I like the the sort of follow-on, although it's a bit too slavish, the original, the follow-on by having Goose's son, kind of the, the other protagonist and bouncing off of Tom Cruise. He's still got it, Tom Cruise. He's still making good films. And this made $1.5 billion or some shit in a pandemic-affected world. Absolutely incredible. So you two can now wax lyrical about how you love it so much more. My 10th best film is Top Gun, Maverick.
3: It's going to be significantly higher for no other reason than this. It was in theaters, first run theaters for 32 weeks. That's amazing. In 2022. That used to be standard, used to be common, where a hit movie would come out, it would play for six months, nine months, even a year. It has not happened since, I think, the last Avatar. Oh, Uh, yeah. So this this movie was huge it was huge for a reason was it a throwback? yes but it's the kind of filmmaking that I think a lot of us are starved for with actual movie a movie star charismatic performance and uh, some practical effects and, and a, a story we all know but a story we love to see told time and time again it's going to be much higher for me I think you're dead wrong again well and, <laughs> and me too Like get
2: used to it <laughs>
1: Here it is, though, right? Like, th- I was watching it today before Paul came in, right? Yes, he was. <laughs> so, um, did you know in the opening credits, Tom Cruise is not credited? It, the, the top billing is Miles Teller. And I was like, what the fuck? Because it's, it's called Top My Room, but that's kind of classy that he didn't right. even... Really? Like, yeah, he does it at the end. Like At the end, it's like with Tom Cruise. But at the beginning, there's no Tom Cruise. He's only listed as a producer. That's weird. Yeah, so top billing is Miles Teller. I'm like, well, that motherfucker's got some... Like, he's cool. He's like, you know what? But the movie's about me, so whatever. But uh, other than that... <laughs> The name of the movie is Maverick, so I don't need no damn. The kid bone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um making it this is the thing. When you go like you know, as we've seen many times, after 20, 30, whatever years, something comes back, it never works, it hardly ever works. Sure. But this one, yep. by, by making yep. the opening of the movie the exact same <laughs> as Top Gun, mm. great move, because I shut my pants. Like I was like, oh, dong, tick really really cool so uh yeah no i love the hell out of this man
0: paul 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 he did this just to piss everyone off
2: no i didn't <laughs> right? That's what
0: happened. i mean i could have left it off actually and had it at number 11 but i thought you know it's worthy of being no no, this, 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 this is more <laughs> this is more
2: this is wait till you hear the films have higher higher above it yeah <laughs> like
0: <looking> <laughs> <laughs> some horrid all right tag. as we were discussed off my keeping it punchy and we're at this rate going to go for it not four going and going half well, hours. Not so moving well. back to jason for his <laughs> number nine
3: Number nine is a very rare thing where it's a movie that's a sequel to a movie that I didn't like. Ooh. Very rarely do you have a movie you don't like, they make a sequel, and that you actually like it a lot. And very rarely is that a secret sequel that comes out the same year as the original. Of course, I'm talking about the Ty West Ugh. follow-up to X, which I did not like, Pearl. That's uh, my number 9. I think the Mia Goth performance.
0: Film <laughs> I know no, I know nothing I about this the abs- film.
3: You have to tell <laughs> me about it, it. I think I think the absurdity of it, I think her eccentric performance, <sighs> I think the the combination of this sort of golden era or fading golden era of Hollywood setting mixed with a completely mentally deranged mm-hmm. serial killer essentially a slasher villain is an interesting juxtaposition. And the two two standouts in, a, in an excellent movie, but the two standouts for me are her dinner table monologue, which is like seven to nine minutes or something like that, and the camera just kind of pushes in and then just holds. I think is expertly delivered. I honestly I think her performance is so good in this. If it weren't a genre picture, and certainly if it weren't a horror picture, I think she would have gotten some more nominations through award season. She's been like overlooked because it's in a genre movie. Uh, and then the final absolute absurdity of her, first of all, the horror, horror nature of that last scene, that last sequence of what's in the dining room table, and then going into the kitchen when the when a person comes home to meet her. And then as the credits roll, her sort of painstakingly, with this painted on smile, is simultaneously horrific and something out of Police Squad, Naked Gun. Can one of and you tell me is, what
1: this movie is about? I don't know a dick about it. Yeah, go ahead, Jason.
3: It is a prequel to X. X is a movie by Ty West, which is about some nineteen seventies, late seventies pornographers who are going out to the Texas Midlands or wherever mm-hmm. to rent a house to shoot a porno for the weekend to try to get rich quick. And the farm that they're renting this this cabin from is uh, owned by two very elderly people, mm-hmm. a World War. Two veteran, I think, or maybe one. were one, one veteran. One. Not yep. Yeah. And his deranged wife, who is a very elderly woman and also a nymphomaniac. Interesting. And the being reintroduced to sexuality awakens basically her psychosis, and things go to shit from there. This is a prequel that came out the same year, which is about that character her name is Pearl and it's about her in her youth as a young child and her aspirations of basically being the, to want to be the next Judy Garland. I want to be in the pictures and you know she's this country bumpkin or whatever mm-hmm. but she is a she is a low-level psychopath who becomes more and more unhinged as the movie goes on. You're just watching her I mean she fucks the scarecrow in the first 10 minutes. That's a movie <laughs> that I that I <laughs> And want to see on the big screen, and I did, and I thoroughly enjoyed Jason's it. Jason's nice, ninth
0: best film of the year, ladies and gentlemen. Who <laughs> made a scarecrow? Yeah. Fucker.
3: Who
1: made a scarecrow with a boner? <laughs> okay, I'm sure there's some explanation. Yeah, this sounds like yeah. this sounds like
0: I, I would have thought you'd like this Paul, No, one. I think her performance is very good, but I'm I am i can I need more than just a good performance to hang a film on for me. So I'm the one person who didn't like There Will Be Blood with Daniel Day Lewis. It's a good performance, but I was bored. And Pearl. Not enough blood. It's good is performance blood. And there is blood in this film eventually, but it's marketed as a slasher film.
3: Paul is a gore hound. He's a he's a gore whore. He is a whore. Oh, I know. I know completely. It. And so if it's a if it presents itself as a horror movie, yeah. but there's no blood, then he rejects it wholesale. Pretty uh, much, uh, like yes. There uh, are that, things that are But I'm also bored. You should I was just no. bored. Here is what you should know as a as a fucking clinician, Paul. <laughs> There is psychological
0: horror. Correct. It's actually
3: more disturbing that she's not a comic book character going around just hacking people up with machetes. We've been there. We've done that. You and I personally have been there (laughs) and done that not that long ago. This is a movie where what is horrific about her is that at times she passes for just enough of normal that a projectionist or someone could maybe fall in love with her or at least be sexually attracted to her. And it's only once you get kind of beneath the surface that you see that this is this woman is a black hole sure. of psychosis. And that is fucking terrifying because she's doing it with a Looney Tunes smile the whole time. That's she's the worst doing thing. It.
0: It, yes. It might be terrifying, but when you've work she with those people her <laughs>
3: monologue where she talks about her, her monologue her monologue where mia goff talks about how she doesn't feel anything yeah that monologue where she's great. been faking all emotions her entire life and she actually feels nothing
1: that's the worst she thing she doesn't man. feel it, that is fucking terrifying no, if you dude, like those a girl are in our world yeah and then like let's say you like a girl and then she grabs your dick and you're like this is great but then she pulls out the scissors that's automatically like,
2: what exactly <laughs> Yeah.
1: Because you never know when you're going to set those people uh, up.
3: And I know of the three real. men who are on this podcast, we've all dated that type of before. Some of us people more all dated than others. Lines.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, everyone's it was, There crazy. are personality disordered sociopaths out there, and they'll cut your fucking dick off. That's Damn, Pearl. That's
0: messed up. Okay. And it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I'm glad. Again, you're in the vast majority. People seem to love this. Can't wait for what's the last one called? Madeline? No, what's the name? Maxine. Maxine, Maxine with triple X in the in the middle. Yep. So to yep. complete the trilogy. Yeah, um, good. Glad you enjoyed it. Wasn't for me. I know at least one other podcast out there. And I in a very small boat or a very small island by ourselves. Right? It wasn't terrible. I just didn't like it. Expectations were way too yeah. high. So.
3: And again, I hated X. I hated the first film. Right. Whereas but I thought we do a 180. 180- a 180 in six months. Because there's a bunch of blood in it. For me to do a 180 in six months time on the exact same fucking movie. That's just a diff, it's, it's a miracle. exact same character, yeah. And the other thing about X yeah, is same character.
0: Mia Goth is playing both the lead protagonist in the film and the antagonist. She's playing the old woman under makeup.
3: And she's excellent in that as well, so. even though I don't like Damn. it. Damn.
0: Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, enough about uh, Pearl. <laughs> Wayne, okay. what's your number
1: nine? My number nine is the most stylish cartoon I've seen in many years, and it's called The Bad Guys. Oh yeah, that was good. I love this shit, man. Also, have honorable mentions. Oh, dude, Sam Rockwell is in it, and he's dancing as a cartoon. <laughs> and I know, as a because a man who studied <laughs> Sam Rockwell dancing for years, they actually modeled his dancing. And there's a particular movie does where he sticks both thumbs in his belt, yep. and then gyrates his hips, and then his feet are like riverdance. You know what I'm saying? That's good <laughs> shit, right? It's like, oh, this is good stuff. But the actual movie itself is about friendship, and it's about you know, like all these kind of just really awesome voice performances everywhere. Kind of like an animated cross between Reservoir Dogs and Ocean's Eleven, They're very big for me. And even the plot twists that happened, interesting development. I'm actually surprised they could come up with something like this, make it work as a kid's film, and make me like it so much. And also, the way it's shot, I guess you would say, with all the camera swiveling angles and stuff like yeah. that, it didn't have to be that good, but it was.
0: Yeah. So I love me some bad guys, man. It's good shit. Yeah, good stuff. Have you seen that one, Jason, at all?
1: Haven't heard great things about it. Yeah. worth a work. based on
0: a I can't remember Aaron Battery. He's an Australian guy who wrote the graphic novels. And the
1: graphic—they're no- not even graphic novels. They're kids' comic yeah. books, and they look like shit. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're okay. I've read the first three or four. But they, <laughs> but they look like the drawings are fucking. Yeah, ass. they're really basic. But really they basic. made it
1: all sweet looking in this thing, and that's why I'm impressed. So
0: characters you know. look the same.
1: They don't look at all the same. The wolf is cool with a w- with a white suit. In the book, it's just a crudely drawn fucking <laughs> nose, eyes, shitness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, he's the artist, we'll, we'll defer to him, but I, I yeah. don't mind the books, and they, are, they do remind the same territory, but go in more depth over time about the characters. Ah, uh, so, yes? Yeah. Okay, okay. cool deal. Uh, all right, my number nine is the first think, yeah, first of a number of international films, foreign films on my list. This one is called The Innocence, which was technically released in 2021 around in Europe, but over here didn't get a release until, I think, August of last year. You don't want to, it's you don't really want it's not about and I don't really want to say what it's about, though no, that will draw people in. So here's the the briefest of synopsis. It follows a bunch of very young kids who are aged between, say, ten and fifteen. Okay. And they live in this big apartment sort of not tenements not the right word, it's certainly lower class but not awful. Not mm-hmm. like you see in sort of the, those sort of London tenements yep, yep. in films. And for whatever reason, these kids start to learn powers. Okay. And then how some of them use them for good purposes, mm-hmm. and some of them don't, if I can put it that way. 10-ish Ten, year old kids. 10 to, to I'd say, the, the older kid who has a severe disability is about 15 in the show.
1: Now, what genre here? Is this like a horror? Is it a superhero? Well, it plays it with it, it all. It,
0: there's horror elements for sure. There's sort of fantasy elements as well. Uh, it's, I'd say basically if you had to pigeonhole it into one, it's a thriller. Okay. So, it's really powerful. It's very like it's, But it's not
3: it's not chronicle. You're not describing <laughs> chronicle. Yeah,
0: look, it's uh, Chronicle is a lot more mainstream if I can put it that way, even though it's shot like a sort of found footage compiled from all these different sort of bits and pieces. This is shot like a traditional third-person narrative film. So, it doesn't have that going for it, but it's because the kids are younger in it, it packs more of a punch when the decisions are made and that they do the things that they do. And mm. It's also a lot more deliberately paced. There's a lot less action in this movie than than that. So, mm. do we know the filmmaker? Is it like indie kind of thing? Or yeah, uh, I'll tell you the name of the director. Eskil Sure, I know that guy. I'm kidding. Um, and the original <laughs> oh, is name a, is yeah, it's a foreign, foreign film. Film, okay D yeah. Eskil. <laughs> well, that was worthwhile. <laughs> An
3: Australian, this is what, an Icelandic film, Norwegian film?
0: Yeah, I think, I'm, I'm trying to find that now, and I should have looked this up, because... You can't it's... tell from his accent, <laughs> <laughs> I think... Well, an Australian trying to do a Nordic <laughs> film is a Baltic fucking scene, trip, brother. Yeah, look. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's uh, it's called The Innocence. You'll find it, it regularly enough now. It may even have been on Shutter, but I might be making that up. So, yeah. Word! <laughs> Check it out. May <laughs> <laughs> 2022, it came out in Australia. There we are. Nice one. Jace, you're number
3: eight. Number eight, very briefly, is a film I had no interest in seeing because it's from a filmmaker who I have not been interested in a great many years. Antoine A man who <laughs> too, too much controversy, I said on another podcast, uh, has ceased to be a populist filmmaker and is no longer relevant to film whatsoever. Brian And even though I still think all of that is true, he proved me wrong and sucked me into a movie called The Fablemans. I'm talking about Stephen Oh, oh, oh my God. No interest. No interest in his career. No interest in his... This quasi-autobiography, no interest in any of it. Within the first five minutes of the movie, I was absolutely sucked in. Wow. And it held me the entire way through. There's ai I don't want to spoil it, but there's two scenes, one with Judd Hirsch, and if he doesn't get a supporting actor nomination, there's no justice in the world, because he's in about five minutes. He's incredible. And there's another scene that follows right after that, Harbinger, almost like a, a, out of a Greek tragedy, uh, where the seer comes in and like has portents of doom, and then... There's a moment that happens in this movie that seems so Hollywood, seems such like a film, and it's such a fucking gut punch and brings everything thematically that this movie is about together and come to find out it's a real event from Spielberg's life. Really? And if you've seen the movie and you know what I'm talking about, you know what a gut punch that is. And it just describes the psychology of this man who made some of the most popular films of all time and then decided to make a bunch of movie adaptations of books sold at barnes and noble to dads and grandpas i'm <laughs> little <laughs> <laughs> whoa
0: we need to unpack some of the controversy yeah yeah yeah. yeah. start
3: with the
1: spielberg <laughs> being irrelevant thing that's
3: that's what you think this movie is a giant flop and is this, it and okay. i said this about a year i said this about a year ago to people past my age because i'm a good 10 years younger than you guys yep. he doesn't mean he does not mean anything he is, he is not a filmmaker that is thought about. He's not a filmmaker that is relevant. He's not a filmmaker that film, even film fans on film Twitter of a certain age even think about. Because for the last 20 plus years of his life, he's been making movies, and he's earned this right, but that are of personal interest to him and in particular to the world that made and shaped him, which of course is the, the Second World War and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. He stopped making populist films after... Jurassic Park. He made followed up with a cash grab. Jurassic Park: uh, The mm-hmm. Lost World. Um, he's he, his. I think his last great popular film is probably uh, Minority Report, but that wasn't the smash success that it used to be. Well, I mean, he did really was play a time and an era. That he, er, yeah but th- that was an ip driven thing that was not driven yeah. there was a day in our age and you're you specifically are the demographic where he meant the world agree where the name yep. steven spielberg was all you needed as a producer as a presenter as a director for tv for movies for whatever for a whole theme park universal studios in florida was built on the name of steven spielberg mm um that is not the case anymore and he's he he's consistently made a bunch of movies and 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 here's the thing i'm not saying he's become a bad director i don't think he has he's still a great director he he has shown it in a movie like the fablemans Mm -hmm. it's just that he is no longer the name spielberg no longer carries the resonance that it did for your generation in particular and even my generation and i live through that fade of his name power And I think we're 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 still in the midst of it. I and and the thing is, is like, there's so I've seen so like people thought I was crazy when I said this on another podcast, and then when this movie came out and it bombed, and and there was a bunch of young people on film Twitter who were like, why do I care about this guy? He's just an old guy who made old movies, and all this sort of stuff. It's like right or wrong. The film culture has moved past him. Yeah, he, Ironically, it hasn't moved past Scorsese, Scorsese. It's moved past Coppola, it's moved past De Palma, and it has now moved past Spielberg.
0: The budget on this was only $40 million as well, which lends credence to your argument that studios aren't giving him these, these big amounts, yeah. other than Ready Player One, as you said, Wayne. That's a, that's a good exception to that mm. rule. But you think of Bridge of Spies and what was the one about like the Bridge New Spies, York but- Post and... Well, the oh uh, post, yeah, I think the post. post.
1: Yeah, but like it's it's West Side Story where he's really like like who gives a fuck about this? And then he made it. I did watch it, and it is amazing. But it's amazing academically. It's not going to get you correct. Money. It's, an,
3: it's an exceptionally well directed film. Yeah, it's and it's one of his most most athletically directed films in a very long Agreed. time. It actually West Side Story feels like old Spielberg. I know like it does. 80's Spielberg, the way it looks, but it's hollow. And you're and you're right. Nobody gives a shit. But mm-hmm. that was something that was popular when he was a kid. So there is a point in his life as a director, as an artist, where he, and this happens to all of us, where he almost became completely retrograde. Mm. It's just him trying to understand the things that shaped and influenced him. That's not who Spielberg was when he was in his 30s doing Jaws and even some of the Indiana Jones movies. Those were homages to things that he grew up with, but he was pushing the homage forward and doing new things with that. And he has has not been in the same thing with Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is the lost world from his childhood, recreated, but pushing boundaries, not not just in technologically, but narratively, making very, very contemporary, cutting-edge films based on his expertise of old Hollywood and the things that shaped him. He cut that one the the part of pushing the envelope off, and he's just been a guy who's just been kind of redigesting his own childhood. And so therefore you would think I would be completely turned off by a movie that's literally about him redigesting his childhood instead. This movie is heartwarming, is fantastic, is harrowing, is Hard to watch at times. Okay. And the young kid they got as the facsimile of him is incredible. Great performances all around. I uh, really enjoyed the film. I like, have heard a lot about this film. Okay. Reluctantly. Like, I did not want to see this movie.
0: All right. Well, yeah. I haven't shown any no, just I've... because I guess I agree with you in the sense that nothing that Steven Spielberg put out in this last 12 years, certainly since 2010, have I gone, ooh, yay, Spielberg. So, and that includes Ready Player One where I was like, eh, all right, let's go see it.
1: It wasn't all that. Which was a big
0: surprise. But I have heard that if you're a, yep. a, a film guy, you should see the films. I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, eventually I will too. Now, especially now it's been on your list. Uh, okay, so that's your number eight. when. My number eight is Everything Everywhere All at Once.
1: Low. Really? Low. Whoa. Low. Okay, so this is my Paul Top Gun moment. Um,
2: <clears throat> that low, but it's low. <laughs>
1: yeah, everyone. The, the thing about Everything Everywhere All at Once is that, um, one, it... it um, And again, you guys obviously love it more than me, so you have a better, like, you know, push on this one than me. But the fact that it is this type of movie with this type of content, with these. You know, I guess I sort of say these type of actors, but you've got like Michelle Yeoh. Sure, she's a superstar. You would say in the Asian cinema and even real cinema, yeah, normal yeah. cinema. But then you know, fucking short round and stuff like that. You would think that that's a move? How right? good was that
0: his speech when he won the Golden Globe? I only saw only oh, caught a bit beautiful. of it, but you could tell
1: that he was freaked out, right?
0: Oh, it was just even even acknowledged your man Steven Spielberg, Jason, and just said this one yeah. man gave me a start as a kid, and then they sort of Spielberg blew him a kiss, and he just like, I, I'm living proof that don't give up. I thought I I was done. I had move past what I could offer. That the my crowning day was as a child actor and I was never gonna be as good as that again, which is kind of why I just faded into obscurity. Right. But I like the Daniels gave me a chance and here I am and he was just so emotional. It was beautiful.
1: Dude, I saw an actors round table, there's variety thing actors on actors with a bunch of actors yep. like him and Colin Minority Report, Colin Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. And a bunch of all those guys and he was talking about how there just wasn't parts for Asian actors. Mm. And then Crazy Rich Asians came out and he said, wait, maybe it's the Asian people's time to shine again. So he went back in and started getting a new Um. agent and that's how he got this film. But for that, for this film here, like as a, as a, you know, I I don't play, I play this card as a joke every time. I'm Asian. I'm half Asian, right? So um, I have Asian parents like the Asian mother in this fucking film. (laughs) And it is really ring true. Women get it really hard. Mm. Like if you got an Asian daughter, Asian mom, they get a lot of heat. Okay. And that is actually quite prevalent in this film but in terms of the actual film itself what i liked about it production wise is that because it's that sort of crossed the line between indie and not indie and kind of you know it's
0: totally indie, Just it looks better than it should
2: yeah that's what
1: it is right and the other thing is that they mm. what you can do if you don't have a special effects budget or this or that you can make everyday items be special things like they've got the the you know it's like a, a samsung ear fucking like like wireless things, wireless thing bluetooth but that's like the special thing in this movie but it's just that it's not it's not even a prop really it's like someone has got one of these things and i'm sticking in there and <laughs> because of the the way the film treats all of the objects and the the look and feel of this film you can buy that that is oh that's a special item but it's not right so all of that shit is really really cool the emotional philosophical deepness of the film is a bonus and it comes like oh it's about not just life but existence that's cool. Self actualization, kind of. Also, very Ooh, it's cool. It's about connection. It's about connection. family. Fam- family for yeah. sure. But for me, it's it's it is about why. It's just asking why a lot, and that's why yeah. I think it, it. The only thing is, it pissed me off towards the end because it was a little bit long.
0: I would, look. I agree. And That's why it slides demised. I know me Jason's is going to disagree, but that's our big yeah. thing. Which half an hour with half an hour to go in this film in the cinema, I was like, nothing's going to come close to this film this year. How could anything surpass this? Right. It had zero expectations. We saw it very early Mm. and went in there. And it was a pretty busy screening from what I remember, which is not always the case. So there was obviously a little bit of buzz that we'd missed. It was so well put together. It was so well acted. It was so well delivered. It had everything in there. You're missing out on some of the action elements too. Because the first 90 minutes is kind of not action heavy, but there are absolutely action sequences. For what it is. That will blow your mind. Yeah, yeah. And the performances are absolutely top-notch. All of them, not just uh, Ke... Kehoe Kwan. Kwan. Michelle Yeoh, and Stephanie Hugh, Or is that his same name? What's I want to say Hugh, yeah. All three of them are phenomenal. And then you get to the back half of the film where the thematic resonance of all the bits and pieces come back together in a different way. And, you know, I will always cite the hot dog fingers gag as being hilarious to start with. But I showed it three too many times. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, that is it. The end of the film, to me... Yep. Outstate its welcome a bit, and I had an actual moment where I'm like, Yeah, okay, get it. Just wrap it up, people. Wrap it up, and, and it didn't wrap up. So I, could feel, I what... remember
0: feeling your bristlingness. This... Like, oh, I, I think you had a date or something. That's what right, I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's that's bad.
0: I was waiting for it to end, and it didn't end, and it pissed me off. So that, that let's hear the, uh, the highbrow take, Jason. Add your two cents, sir.
3: No highbrow take here, other than I think it I understand what you say because I felt it in the theater, but in retrospect. I think the fact that it continues on and continues on and continues on for mm. continued beats and doesn't really nicely wrap up, even in the relationship between mother and daughter, which is essentially what the movie ends up being mm-hmm. about. Yeah. I also I think it's part of the point. I think the fact that it keeps extending, because that's also part of existence, and it's part of life, it's part of family conflict. So I don't think that that was a editorial issue as much as it was a choice. Right. But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Because it does feel very tight. And it's just at a breakneck pace, but a perfect pace. And then it does feel like it kind of goes slack a little bit. Mm. But I do think that's slightly on purpose. So it's going to be much higher for me.
0: Okay. All right. Very nice. Very nice. My number eight then is the film. My eight and seven are the two best times I had in the cinema this year. Interesting. I just had a lot of fun. They're not brilliant films in that they're very high cheese camp comedy. In this case, gore. which I'd you, be very happy about.
1: <laughs>
0: this is also.
3: Surprise! Ha- surprise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let me get some defibrillation up in this motherfucker. I'm so shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, please go My on. My number eight is Violent
0: Night. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> One of the the funnest. Christmas <laughs> films I've ever seen. Probably in my top four Christmas films ever made as a result now. Oh, get the fuck out. David Bitch, Harbour. <laughs> perfectly that, cast. That
3: flimsy-ass family subplot was so fucking stupid. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no arguments, but I had fun. and That's what matters. I enjoyed oh. the shit out of this film. The action was pretty good. The I loved David Harbour's Santa Claus, and the kid wasn't as annoying as I thought she was going to be. So between those bits and pieces... Yeah, if I had a, had a little bit more teeth and killed off a few more of those annoying family members, I probably would have liked it even more. But otherwise, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Can't defend it any more than that. My number eight best film is Violent I Night.
1: can't believe it's on your top ten.
0: <laughs> but okay. Okay. Well, we'll see how it shakes out. <laughs> All right, then. Let's move on, then, straight away to Jason's number seven.
3: My number seven is a movie that's uh, a period piece, which I don't normally care for. Well, There's a trend here, folks. It's also an era of history which I give no shits about, despite being a history minor. In my undergrad, Hmm. and that would be the Northman. Oh, Uh, I don't give two flying—I don't give two flying fucks about Vikings. I don't give two flying fucks about early Britannica or Iceland or Norway or any of these sorts of things, the picks and all this sort of stuff, nor the Vikings. I don't give a shit. But this movie was—this movie is—and I know there's been a lot of controversy because. It didn't do as well as they anticipated. And the director has said it was messed with by the studio. They tried to make it more commercial. I don't think the movie is bad as is. I, I think not. <laughs> it's my number seven for the year. Um, I I think the action is spectacular. I think yep. the ending is incredible. Yep. You got two giant hulking men with giant broad Viking swords swinging after committing horrible atrocities against each other. As a volcano explodes. Yep. What more could you ask for? And... Nicole Kidman gives one of the best performances of her entire career Ooh. in this movie. Mm. And certainly one of her best performances in the last 10 years. She's incredible in this movie. I think she should have been nominated. But uh, I really enjoyed The Northman. It kind of came and went. And people who saw it, a lot of people really liked mm-hmm. it. And then it just kind of faded as the year went on. And um, I, I, it stuck with me. It held with me throughout the
0: whole year. I'm one of those so people. I put it on here. Absolutely. With, right there with you, Jason. I love the shit out of this movie. It is the yep. most visually, one of three, of the most visually stunning films I've seen this year. Like you can tell the Eggers influence in there. You can tell those sequences where it goes into yep. kind of Bjork Dream Sea Land, and he's getting visions of the yep. of his tree of of ancestry and all the rest of that stuff. That's yep. Eggers to an absolute fucking T. and. I guess I yeah. can understand how, because this is his most mainstream film yet. This is the guy who directed The Lighthouse and oh, yeah. The Vavich, Wayne. So Vavich, yep. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's all about period accuracy. And, and I, This is more accessible than those films. It's got some incredible one-shots. I know you saw the film and you just didn't like it as much as I did. I,
1: I thought it was fine, yep. but I know that you... What I mean, this is the thing. The film... All of what you said is correct. All the performances are good. All the all of the action is great and it's like very kind of well put together I guess. But the film felt very empty to me because <sighs> the not just empty but like kind of straight down the line because your lead doesn't say anything because he just doesn't say anything because he's he's Alexander Skarsgård. He's a berserker. Yes, yeah. right? And so as a result, yeah. I have nothing to hang on to or want to happen as as
0: father was murdered. Yeah, but I didn't. He didn't. His uncle, he didn't engage me.
1: I was not charmed by him, and I didn't like him particularly. You're
2: mocking me, aren't so
0: you? So it's okay. Oh, it's it's
1: very well made and all that shit. But I walked out of it thinking Vikings is better.
0: <laughs> I, look, I have watched Vikings, so I can't compare.
1: Yeah, so it's not it's not right. it's not the the you know the narrative or something is very straight on the line with the few you know with the Nicole Kidman thing. I didn't expect that. Absolutely sure. But as a mm-hmm. rule, I was like, this is. This is fine. That's what I thought. I'm 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 heartened. There's that nothing it. wrong
0: with being wrong sometimes, so we can just <laughs> move well on. I'm very pleased it's on Jason's <laughs> list. So yeah. yeah, I love the shit out of this movie. It will be one of the only four K discs I buy from two thousand and twenty two. So that's how much high esteem I hold it in. Thank you, Jason.
1: Wayne. What's your seven? My number seven. Everyone, I did not think this movie would be on the list, but despite its ridiculous runtime, I kind of it won me over. Um it's Avatar, the Way of Water. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Now, a lot of people like to shut on avatar. I was
0: never one of those people. That's true. Right? You are a bastion of James Cameron avatar support. Well,
1: I mean, look at this. Like, I think that... I was watching it going, okay, I guess i will go see this. All right, whatever. Sort in 3D. Don't recommend it. Go to the to the biggest screen you can think of, guys. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's long. Now, let's get over that because the thing is, I <laughs> actually didn't... Well, it's like James Cameron's in the room. Yeah. No, it's because I, I... I... <laughs> <laughs> I myself don't, as like, you know, I always say, oh, it's too fucking long, right? And this is probably too fucking long, but I didn't have a bad time in it. And the fact that I'm sitting there just bugging out at the eye popping visuals, like he's spending fucking 20 minutes underwater fucking with sea turtles and your and snatch,
0: right? And you like, what James Cameron does on his own time. <laughs> shouldn't be the subject of this, of this, this podcast.
1: This I'm sitting there watching it going, I'm actually amazed for 20 whole minutes about an underwater scene with people swimming and yeah. taking a shit, right? So it's like... Yeah. as I was like, please, move on. I know! See, so I think that's what it is. I was sitting there going, okay, if, you like, if you're going to like this movie, if you're going to not waste your three hours, you better get used to just being amazed visually. And really, <laughs> yeah. what other reason do we go to the cinema for? Right? Well,
0: well sometimes <laughs> you go for a good story and, this and wasn't genuine a, tension.
3: This wasn't a bad story. It's just that you've seen it before. I'm I, I this didn't make my list, nor did it make my honorable mentions. Maybe it should have, but I'm right there with you, Wayne, because a lot of people complain about that middle section that you're talking yeah. about. That was some of my favorite stuff in the entire movie because I've seen I've seen him do action before, and I, and, and it was nice. And there's homages to other movies he made, especially in the end, and it was great and whatever. But that the, all the underwater mm. stuff with the snatches and sea turtles, and, the <laughs> and, whatnot, and then the the tremors, graboid whales. Yes. The relationship between that boy, because I don't remember the I don't remember either one of them. No, the me, I can't tell the difference kids. between them. And the boys, the, the sons, like I couldn't tell the difference
0: between them. One was like slightly smaller. One was one always did the wrong thing. No. He didn't follow orders. <laughs> yes, right. For the right, right, eighteen right. scenes right. that they needed to establish that character trait. And that's why yes, they made him yes, sound yes, like yes. a Mexican. I
3: <laughs> Sorry God. <on. laughs> I genuinely Genuinely like the relationship between him and that whale. Yeah,
0: I, I, I think the whale is the best character in the whole film. Yes,
3: and I, yes, I think. Ironically, that, that that whale's the best character in the movie. I'm like, fuck yeah! And, and as a man uh, who's dated lots of women, I get it.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what the what hell? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, oh,
1: Jesus! No! Uh, okay, sorry. The views of the <laughs>
3: Fuck
2: off! You can suck my dick. All right, sorry. Go
3: on. I, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to agree with you. Uh, even though it didn't make my list, I agree with you. It was, it was an experience, <laughs> like being with a large woman.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and this you is why we have the, have the, on the screen. You gotta get the biggest screen you possibly can. 3D don't work, baby. <laughs> 3D
1: doesn't work. <laughs>
2: All uh, right, let's, uh, having
0: issues everyone alright let's, let's get this show rolling let's go Paulie,
1: Paulie you're number fucking
0: seven I have a question for you about my number seven gentlemen do you mostly watch films where they're well rounded deeply fleshed out characters you think before they act and pontificate and relevant subject matter mm, that was in big edifying words. and discourse starting ways because if you do don't watch this film my number seven is bullet train what oh get what the no fuck? fuck no fucking way cracker please no, no number one seven yep. Alternately, do you way. appreciate films that are largely about physics defying action. All these disparate oh, characters coming to talk shit. <laughs> disparate characters coming together. Ludicrous coincidences. Over-the-top gore and world choreographed fight sequences with a genuinely charming A-lister doing his best to hold it all together. Listen, motherfucker, just because you shoved a Thotorus up your asshole. <laughs> don't mean the movie's good.
1: <laughs> I'm so this is number a for you. Yep. Yeah. Shit. This is
0: this is the most fun. I had it in the cinema in 2022. Was someone blowing you? What's going on? <laughs> well, giving you a seat next to you? I think you would either a be a part of it or see or be notice.
2: Excuse
1: me, as I wash
0: my mouth out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow, you've I'm- been staying too close to the vape juice. Next time, <laughs> this is insane. You have vape of the brain. That movie is nothing. B- if, if it's a train of anything, it's a train car of 1990s cliches. Maybe I was in the mood. 2000 cliches is Smoking Aces
1: too fucking
3: smart I, for I you? I am the only Here's person. Here's Bullet Train. Who Here's Smoking bullet Aces. Train. So that all explains. Oh, actually, that does explain it
0: because Smoking Aces suck big yes. hairy dicks, and it's not Smoking Aces two. That dick. did suck, but uh, <laughs> the first one. <laughs> yeah. First one was awesome. Wow, and yeah, this is the kind of film I. like I life. am so surprised, man. Bullet Train. Well, I'm not going to talk anymore because you do doing the shit so up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's
2: just move fucking on to number six. It was never
1: stopped you in the past. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: all
0: right, uh, number six for me is the return of Park Chan-wook. It is decision. Ooh, to leave. This is my number one on my most anticipated lost slash want to watch list. Friend of the show, Campbell, told me recently it was his favorite film of the year as well. So yeah, please tell us about it. You're not gonna like it, but <laughs> <laughs> it is not bullet train. The most okay. Here's a film bro term
3: for you. This is the most athletically directed film. This movie makes the list almost on nothing but direction alone. This is one of the most expertly, uniquely creative, freshly directed movies I've seen in a long time. And that's saying something because Korean cinema and Asian cinema has a lot of innovative directors working within it. Park Chan being one of them. And uh, this is not at the tier of, say, an old Old boy boy or what old boy meant to you back in 2005. But there is, it's all building towards something. And when that something happens, it will stick with you. But you got to, I think he knew he was telling a very deliberate story or the screenplay was very deliberate. And so because of that and because it can, it's also... Honestly, you, you might actually like it because there's kind of some basic instincts elements oh. to this movie of not exactly. <laughs> Press pause, please. Intention- we'll be back
0: in two and a half hours.
3: <laughs> <laughs> not exactly knowing the intention of the person who you may or may not be falling in lust with and what they're actually up to, and then that coming back around in a way you do not expect. Because this is a noir, and basically,
0: film, right?
3: It's a very slow moving, very deliberate noir and and he is a he likes to make movies that are mean, and this movie is fucking mean, bro. I got a hot take That's for all you. said and done. I,
1: <laughs> I saw this movie two days ago. Oh, all right, okay. You've seen I've it. seen it. I know because I heard the buzz he about hated, it. He hated it. He hated it. It's not that I hated it, right? So it's called. Uh,
0: if I said that, <laughs> I, he would have hated it. But no, no, no it's no. you. Yeah. No,
1: no. Decision to leave. Okay, so Park Chan Wook. Okay, good. Right. So we. I wasn't expecting old boy because I was told it ain't no old boy, which is right. It's not old right? boy no. Here's what it is. It is directed well. But there are odd decisions, man. For example, like there's a lot of aerial shots, and it's it is it does look yeah. beautiful, and it does look for the uh, for a Korean film, it's it's quite dark, it's quite like a, a moody, somber. <laughs> Do you, you watch thing. Korean films? No, sorry, I mean for as a Korean film, I should say. Um, but like, what happens is he. He will have this sort of, like, this flow of good, like, sort of, like, nice shots and, you know, good scenes. And then, boom, it just cuts to something really like, what the fuck is this now? It actually made me go, What am I, what, is this a different scene now? What's going on here? And I can say this as an Asian man. It's hard for me to tell these folks apart. So, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't quite sure if the one guy was the same guy as the other guy. <laughs> uh, okay,
3: stepping back away... From what you just said, I will agree <laughs> with the first part though. I know what you're saying because one of the techniques that he uses in the movie is you're right. It's like it just flows from from coffee cup to to uh, uh, lenses to yeah. phone screen to. He's like shifting in and out of objects and stuff but seamlessly, so the movie just is like flowing, and all of a sudden, hard cut. Yeah, and it is. Diso- it's disorient. It is, and
1: you're like, what happened yeah. now? And then so all was yeah. like, and he does like three or four times with that, and you're like, oh, okay. I mean, but the actual character study of the the yeah. girl and what you're not quite yeah. sure whether she's this or that and you're not quite sure what his relationship with her is or what's yeah. going on with him and his wife that is all very good but i've i found it a bit jarring to follow so by the end i'm going yes, i still have too too, frequent, too too many questions in my head for me to go all right yeah. well this is not it's not quite satisfying paul is what okay. it is right. but it is I, i'm very interested that it's on your list because it's um this is definitely film bro
0: stuff right here, okay? Like, straight up, <laughs> straight, up straight up, okay? Yeah! So I'm saying... Like but I'm saying, down with it. You film the bro, mail. you're saying film Twitter, right? Is that is that the same... <laughs> are they synonymous, those terms? Uh,
3: film film bros are usually sort of uh, ignorant white men oh, who... Oh, no, the opposite of film like, Twitter, then. <laughs> Yeah, 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 like hoity-toity movies because they tr- were trying to get cred on film Twitter. Right. So.
1: <laughs> oh, is that, is that okay? Good. I'm glad you cleared that up. But yeah, it is, they, they typically love Christopher Nolan, but I don't care for Nolan actually. Oh, really? Well, this is like this Nolan. is critic shit right here. If you if you like this, this is like critic cred. So that's film, film bro.
0: bro. Fuck, I didn't even know. I don't think you're a film okay, bro.
1: Okay. Now, without getting into spoilers, the little bit with the the
3: wife yes. when that thing. Yes. I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, because it's like it's just you, there's all of these sort of reoccurring things that are almost innocuous, and then all of a sudden it comes back around. Because again, he's just mean as a filmmaker. You're so like, "Ah, oh, Jesus." Yeah, God. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the the ending, ending. It's again not old boy, but I thought that that actually like stuck
0: with
1: me. No, because it's, it's, like, oh, it's harsh. You're sitting, ah, it's harsh. Yeah,
0: oh, I know. know going to see this film. All right, yeah. great. All right, thank you, gentlemen. Wayne, over to you. Okay, uh, here's my film bro pick, everyone.
1: <laughs> My number six six is the grey man, son. What up?
0: I fucking love the grey man. (laughs) I pick Bullet Train. Jason's like, fuck you, Paul. Wayne picks the grey man. Jason's laughing and clapping. He's
1: laughing at me. (laughs) All right. So, everyone, the Grey Man, you got your Rygars, you got your Captain America, and they both spy ass Hitman motherfuckers. So, right? you
0: derided me for Bullet Train and knew this was next on your list. Yes. You son of a bitch. I think
2: it's not the same thing because Bullet Train.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Grey Man, alright? Here's what happened with Grey Man, alright? Some, you know, the fucking Avengers guys went, you know what? I'm gonna. Can I have like eight hundred million dollars, please? And I'm gonna make the most <laughs> balls out action film. And I'm gonna hire every drone that ever was produced <laughs> and open every <laughs> shot with it. <laughs> Michael Bay had a bunch of them for ambulance. That, that's true. Ambulance, exactly. But <laughs> the style of this film, because I remember halfway through going, every shot is opening with this big zzzz, like zoom through of the city or that or whatever they're in. It's almost like um. The first level of a video game where they show you the fucking map, you know? And <laughs> I was like, that's kind of, and then by, the, by the time, like, it hopped to me, I'm like, this is kind of cool. And then, you look at, like, all of the action. It it promised a bunch of shit and delivered every single thing. It's not high cinema. It's not motherfucking uh-huh, Oscar-worthy uh-huh, shit. Uh-huh. But it gave you everything you wanted. I've recommended this film to
0: many people. Because
1: it's like, guys, 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 yep. just sit down, have a fun.
0: And yet we wonder why we're not bigger in the world. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> hey, fuck you, bullet train. <laughs> what are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> oh, that's my point. You shuttle over me, whereas now you're, like, defending the indefensible. <laughs>
1: I would argue that Bullet Train promised something it didn't deliver whereas this Wrong. promised something it did deliver. Wrong.
0: <laughs> this film's fine. I didn't hate it at all. In fact, I had a good time with it. But yeah, wow. No, I love it, man. Hey, Six Jace, best film of the year. I know you're
1: laughing, but did you like it at all?
3: <laughs> I I didn't get to it because everybody told me it was one of the worst movies that Netflix has ever produced. <laughs> what? No. So I never saw it. Oh. That's that's ugly. I, don't, I and I, and I haven't had net. I just recently got Netflix again because somebody else is paying for it. So, ah. <laughs> well, I, now I
2: you know had what Netflix to watch. In about a,
3: <laughs> a year, yeah. Now I watch The Gray Man.
0: Uh, uh, if, if, uh, again, if you, if you have the right attitude walking uh, in, you can love it. Hypocrisy, thy name is Wayne. <laughs> moving on, my number six. We're going to move very fast. Here's where I had everything, everywhere, all at once. Nice one. Right. Uh You, Jace, you are number six. Six. Five. 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 Mm-hmm. Number
3: five is a movie and a half, but it's enjoyable even though it could probably could have been cut down it is the batman ooh, uh ooh, for if for nothing else the best the best sequence i saw in the theater this year was when he fires up the batmobile it's in the fucking darkness like christine oh yeah and and the, in the rain and then, and then leading to fucking, the chase
0: sequence right after that throttle yeah, yeah, yeah that
3: throttle and then, vroom, vroom. then he at- stalls the car yes he's still learning as batman and then he fucking barrels down the road and he comes through the fire yeah. and flipping vehicles. That scene when he comes
0: through the fun. fire, that shot
1: holy,
3: might shit. be
0: the best shot of 2022.
1: Easily. And you know what? What is cool is that his Batmobile is a fucking Charger or some fucking yeah. normal ass car, which is just like some pin. Mad Max
3: Interceptor. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like it's no wonderful.
1: fins, no nothing. Just I'm going to fuck you in the ass with this car. It's like, yeah. that's the shit. Yep. And that's why, yep. I mean, are you a Batman fan, man? What's up? I am. I am a Batman
3: fan. I'm a little bit... I, I was burned out on Batman to the point where I had no interest in seeing this movie. But then when I got it, I was like, fuck yeah. Well, if, you could, got me if, if you could describe Batman a Batman
0: again. fan as not having Batman in his top five uh, comic book characters of all time, then sure. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly an Shout inducted. out to Gerald. Gerald, two peas yeah. on a podcast.
1: You know, the only thing I had an issue with in this film was that Bruce Wayne was exactly the same as he as Batman. Like, the whole thing about Bruce Wayne is the reason you want to be a... I'm a foppish billionaire, ha ha ha, is that people don't suspect you're Batman. But if you act exactly yeah. like Batman when you're not Batman, people go, you know, I think I can put this together. <laughs> I wonder who Batman is. Is it is it the fucking rich guy who's acting exactly hey. the same as Batman? Is Superman the guy wearing
2: glass? <laughs> At
1: least Superman pretends to be a bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> Karkin is supposed to be a bitch. So it's like, oh, maybe you throw it off. This Batman is exactly the same as Bruce Wayne. They're brooding as fuck. So it's like... But I'm I'm heartened, I and mean, who knows what's going to go on with the WB now, or the, you know the DCU or whatever. It yeah. I actually saw
0: a quote from Matt Reeves just today, yeah, saying that he's meeting with James Gunn and is it Peter Safran, is that the yeah, guy's yeah. name? Yeah, in the next fortnight. So the Batverse will continue. That's the now, new new nickname, of course. And they just want to make sure they're not going kind to of butt heads in the direction that they want to take the WB DCU universe. So that's yeah. it. See, I think that the the what gave me heart was that
1: okay, this is Batman learning to be Batman, Batman Year One. Okay, so. If in the next iteration of this film, assuming this franchise continues, he then learns to be a different Bruce Wayne and actually throw people off the scent mm. and maybe smile once in a while, then that's good. Because then it becomes like this entire anthology. However, God knows mm-hmm. what's going to happen now. And again, hate to be this guy, but this, old, this movie also took forever to fucking end. At the end with the motorcycle. It was, vo- too, no, it was too. Like, long. what the fuck? That's Scorsese for you, though, man. So, I know he wasn't... This is supposed to be a Scorsese film, but with Scorsese not directing it. This is a Scorsesean film. Think about it. The way it's shot, the way it's put together. This is a. It's reminded me of the school. But it had nothing of to do with it. Nothing to do with no, it. No. Right, okay. Just, the just clarifying. So it's like anti. It's like Scorsese.
0: It's like Scorsese meets David Fincher. Yes,
1: actually, that's a really good way yeah. to put it. So that's I, I. I loved it too, and it's definitely on my list. Okay.
0: All right. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, not not on mine, but I don't have the same appreciation for that character sure, as, sure. as you do, and apparently Jason does. Regardless of his ranking of characters, so uh, <laughs> Wayne, we're going to work through this. My number five is where R R R turned Ooh,
1: That's that right. Is. Loved it. Still recommend it. Wow.
0: All right. My number five. Not, it won't be on anyone else's list. This was one of the big surprises for me of the year. This is a film called Fresh. Has anyone seen it? Wait, with fucking the Winter Soldier yes. in it? Uh, no. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. You like this film? This film's great. Oh, of course. Oh, Motherfuckers no. got eaten. Of course! This film, I like it. this film is a romantic comedy for 30 minutes. Yes. And then they have the credit sequence. Boom. It jumps up at that point in time. Everyone, Jason from movie Jason has his head in his part. hands right now. He's like, <laughs> motherfucker, what? <And laughs> I have never fallen as... Love is the wrong word, but I've never wanted a character to survive a film as much as Daisy Edgar Jones' Noah in this film. Well, She's she is cute. so likable. She's such a great protagonist. And then Sebastian Stan... Actually, showing he can be a not good guy and a villain. And I think he was in I Tonya as. Yeah, he was. A vi- as also or sort of a villain. Yeah. Not, not a villain, but not, but, the, not the good guy. But yeah. this film, like, he's really showing his chops. And then on top of that, it's just this great different sensibility that I really appreciated to the end, to the point of the end of this film. I was cheering on the characters as they made their way through this awful mm-hmm. situation, which, as the name may imply, is about cannibalism. So there you go. It was my number one horror film for a lot of the year.
1: Awful situation or awful movie, Paul?
0: <laughs> Get out of it. Did <laughs> you see this movie? Yeah, it's on a
1: movie. stunned. You made
2: me see it, motherfucker. Did I?
0: Or maybe you... Or you or no, didn't
1: well, yeah, review it. well, Yeah, but it's... um. Uh, this is your number five. Yeah, man. Is this a shit year for film
2: or are you that's just trying insane. to fuck with me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you two can both... well. It's very rare that a film surprised me. Very rare is what I wrote in my review. It's very <laughs> like, rare that this-, this caught me out of the blue. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, Jason, your thoughts? Have you seen this?
3: I have seen it. I think it's perfectly okay. Yeah, and it's okay. I, I, think it, I think. I think it goes on too long in and of itself. <gasps> As well, and it's a fairly short movie. I I don't know. It was not impressed. It's fine. It's a fine whatever throwaway this man doesn't movie like for a Tuesday a night. <laughs>
0: night. Yo, believe him as you will.
1: I mean, I don't know. Um, look, uh, yeah, look at that. It, it was it was as horror movie. Really oh. enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm surprised it's this I high on your list. And so it's, yeah, there you
0: are. Really, really dug a. I guess it's a well. It is. It's a female sensibility about a horror film, and I think it really, really worked.
1: Mm, okay. Cool. Uh, surprise. Uh, Jason, you're number four. Tar i never seen it.
0: I do it. not heard about this out here yet. What's it about? One these, it's one of these Academy Award films which hasn't even dropped until February here. What is it, man? What is so, it? Well, is about? I don't
3: think either one of you will nah, like it. That. <laughs> but it is, it is essentially about uh, one of the world's greatest uh, uh, orchestral conductors. Uh, yes. It's a fictional character named Lydia Tarr. Oh, it's it was, fictional. This okay. movie is so believable that people think Tar yeah. is a real person. I think it's a biopic because it's kind of how it plays but it's just a complete construct. She was made
0: from nothing. Can I, can and, I ask a straightforward uh, direct yeah. question? Will Kate Blanchett yeah. win the Academy Award for this role?
3: I don't know because it depends. I don't know because of Michelle Yeoh. So know. those two, you
0: think they're the two front runners?
3: I would think. Okay. I will tell you this, that her performance is the entire movie. And it, I mean, this is a woman who delivers incredible performances Whereas in all Everything, kinds everything of Ariel movies. All At Once is not all
0: hinged on Michelle Yeoh. There's a lot more going on. Right.
2: Right. Mm.
3: The movie, the, like the, the camera doesn't leave her. It follows her. And she is maybe one of the most despicable characters on screen. And th- there's well, a great juxtaposition. Me. There's a great juxtaposition because her behavior is the behavior of a lot of toxic men. But she's a woman. That what's not allowed. Uh, so, well, well no. Uh, it's, you get that, a pass they don't really take it. They, they don't really take it from that approach okay. of like, oh, well, it's not allowed because you're a woman. It's just that when you see this movie and this type of character cast as a woman, it it reveals a level of the ugliness that I think a lot of like to use the term like male privilege that you sometimes are blinded to. Mm, There's like yeah. a lot of micro things yeah. that she does that would make a successful man that when you see it being done by a, a a masculine woman, you're like, oh, that's like very ugly, but it's what basically all successful men do. And That's not what the movie's about. The movie is really just about like, this woman being a piece of shit. <laughs> I would say if you like J.K. Simmons and Whiplash. Or oh, or well, I was just going to ask Dylan. you. I was just going to ask you. if it like that? Well, it's a she's a less intense but similar version. I had they zero. would they would either hate each other or they would be best. I friends. had
0: zero interest in this film until you've just described it. Now I'm intrigued. So, oh, you won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no one dies. Whatever, like fresh <laughs> hate. <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah. nobody. <laughs>
2: You
3: all like it. Trust me, you all like it. I'm almost gonna watch that. I hate watch it. <laughs> <I'd watch> it. <laughs> she's she's honestly she's incredible in this movie. She really is. And this has one of the best endings of the year. Oh, and it has. It, I would not even. I won't even. I don't even, want, I don't even want to say what my reaction was because that will ruin it. But it is one of the best endings Mm, of the year. Okay, but like that. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I think Wayne would like the end. I don't know if he'd want to sit through. Okay. I too am intrigued. I too am intrigued. (laughs) So fuck
1: (laughs) But that's how Paul sold Whiplash to me. He said, "Yo, this shit's about drumming." I'm like, "Fuck drumming." And he's like, "I know, but check it out." And then I'm like, "This movie is fucking amazing, Whiplash." So I'm not saying it's the same star or whatever this that, but you have definitely intrigued me. I probably wouldn't have watched it before you talked, and now I got a shot at it. So nice one. All right, your number four, Wayne. My number four, ladies and gentlemen, is Elvis. Whoa! That's right. A little Shit. less conversation, oh, wow. a little more action. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I haven't seen it, so I can't, like, uh, Look, understand. I'm, I'm going to get heat for this, okay? But
1: Elvis is a Baz Luhrmann film, another p- fellow of <sighs>
0: Fuck Baz Luhrmann.
1: I know you like yourself some Baz Luhrmann. You're killing me, Smalls. What, what, what it is, is that... Okay, so it's, it is a biopic, sort of, of Elvis, and things that I didn't sort know of. about him. Okay, sort of. It, well... It's a lot, it's actually presented from the point of view of his manager, the Colonel, who is, by all intents and purposes, based oh, on this movie, I can't. yes. It's, what it is, it's the style of the film, because Elvis himself, and if you've been to Vegas, which I'm sure you all have, you know how much Elvis is about tackiness. Okay, it's about like the you know all these fucking the costumes and the jewelry and the fucking getting things TCB and all that shit. All right, It's gonna win this race. We're gonna win this race, <laughs> Alright, So, <laughs> but this film, what it does is it celebrates that the very styling of the film, the graphics on the opening is like jewels turning around with Elvis. And it's fucking great, and I it's can't actually... imagine
0: anything worse. Baz Luhrmann directing Elvis,
1: dude. It is. It is. I wouldn't say it's electrifying or anything, but. Film. He even uses comic book inserts and stuff, and music and things like that—an artistic license to sort of show the 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 I guess the term is fabulousness of the Elvisness, okay? And him he, he actually recreates like all of the like not all of but all of the movies that he's in. This is a thing about Elvis Paul because like my dad loved Elvis, so I loved Elvis. I like the the 70s Elvis with the, with the you know, kind of live a little, love a little kind of Elvis. That kind of, when he was thin, right? So-
0: <laughs> I've got some suspicious minds about this there shit. There you
1: go. There you go. Well done. Um, but the movie itself is, in its way, so stylish. And the way it's presented to you is very, very good. And this Austin Butler dude who is portraying Elvis, despite not looking especially like Elvis, I didn't mind for a second because... After five minutes, you just fall into it. You, yep, that's his, He, that's Elvis. And so it, it really is about how this Colonel guy pretty much worked Elvis to the bone for his own, th- and never, never allowed him to tour internationally, even though he was Elvis. He's never actually been around, out of the states. He no, stayed I, in Vegas for years and years. Didn't know that. Yeah, and um, the recreations of his little famous small concerts and stuff. It's really masterfully done. So you should really, nope. honestly, if you like, no, not you, Paul. Don't, don't, Paul, don't watch it.
0: Everyone else who knows shit about in one billion fucking years while I watch a Baz Luhrmann film.
1: Wait, is it because of Romeo and Juliet, which I thought was also awesome when you did not that like? shit? That was fucking Australia great. was
0: fucking shit. I oh, really never Oh really. god, that was terrible. I just I've never seen a film of his that I even remotely enjoyed. Really?
2: Mm-hmm. What else did he do?
0: Strictly boring,
1: strictly ball tearing. Yeah. Oh look, no one liked that because we were kids and we were in high school when it came out. I mean, yeah. I suppose you saw this one, did you, Jace? Great Gatsby. I've seen Strictly Ballroom. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I suppose it would it be quirky okay. to be a tour to an American, but yeah. like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, I, I love be some Elvis. Have I'm you seen you. Elvis,
3: Jason? I've not. I've almost pulled the trigger several times, but I'm like, I can understand why one. you didn't. I'm like, eh. I'll warn yeah, you. I will now.
1: I'll warn Ooh. you that that it, 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 this is another one where maybe takes a little long to end. Right, like a little bit of that. It, <laughs> gotcha. Right, yep.
0: it's a theme. It's I a went theme. to Singapore recently. My wife watched it on the plane on the way back. It took the whole fucking journey. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a long film. <laughs> You know, a lot of these fucking films need to stop. (laughs) (laughs) These films, they need to stop
0: feeling my youth. To be fair, she said it was good. Yeah. (laughs) 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 He dropped that hammer and he's like, but to be fair, (laughs) she (laughs) looked.
3: The entire time that you were talking, Wayne, Paul looked as if he was getting a hot coffee (laughs) enema. He looked physically ill. After a while, you get used to that look. (laughs) <laughs> wow, I've never seen that expression.
1: This oh yeah, it's oh, I see it all the time. <laughs>
3: oh, yeah,
0: yeah. we watched some shit together, Jason. You have seen that expression on my face.
1: <laughs> oh god. Okay, yeah, Elvis. My number two, f- uh, four. My
0: Sorry. my number four was a genuine shock to me. Came out of nowhere. There was no buzz. I just I showed you the first. It's like twelve minutes or some shit of this film. It's called Athena. It's out of France, and it was a Netflix Ooh. film which dropped with no fanfare whatsoever. And it basically follows a riot slash uprising that takes place in a tenement building called Athena, hmm. following the death of, of a kid to police officers.
2: Right. Oh.
0: And we watched this one. It's, it's a one yeah, shot. Yeah, I think I remember this. The opening shot, Jason, oh, have you haven't yeah. seen this film? I've never even heard of it. Exactly. It's just, it's flying completely under the radar. The opening shot, I'll, I'll try and do it justice. It starts on a guy in, in army fatigues, walking down a corridor. He walks into a packed police station full of journalists and the like. One shot, yeah? It's a one shot, all one shot. Gives a statement basically saying, stand down everyone, my little brother was killed. And then the camera goes through the crowd to some other kid who grabs a Molotov cocktail. Kid is a young man. And he throws it, which is the cue for chaos. A car drives straight through the police station front door. They all go flooding inside. They steal the police weapons. They get, including some locked uh, lockers onto this truck they drive out of there and back to this estate the guy the kid who threw the young man who threw the molotov cocktail to start with he's clearly the leader he's issuing orders and barking whatever else and the camera has never cut there's not one cut in this whole time mm. as they speed through and it's in and out it's just absolutely the best shot to open cinema i think arguably in history whoa
1: to be honest with you, I have seen this shot only that you're talking about, and it is spectacular. It is astounding, yeah. and that's this whole wow. film
0: is built on the same kind of roadblocks as that. There's a lot of other one-shots directed by a guy named Romain Graves, or Romain Gavras, I should say, and because it's a French film, I'm not familiar with French actors. I don't know that anyone famous, but it turns out there are three brothers remaining in this in this tenement buildings, and they have different perspectives of what happened to their little brother, oh. and is how it- are they. Either come together or don't come together, and die or don't die as this whole police siege on this tenement building then proceeds.
1: Is it not? It's not Rashomon or anything like that, is it? Like no, no, no. No? Okay, so so they just have different. Yep, we we
0: do flip to a character perspective from the uh, a very raw recruit who's one of the SWAT officers who's going in. Mm -hmm. So we get to see their side of things as well. Interesting. It's really, really well done. If not for, and this is the opposite, I think, of Tar, Jason. If not for the last two minutes, which Newt is a little bit of this film. If I'm really honest, this could have been my number one film of the year. Whoa! So, yeah. Oh wow! Okay, that sounds cool. Uh, that sounds absolutely astounding, and yep. I could I'll put this on for anyone who's a cinema lover and sit down next to them and watch it. It's it's not a lot. That's the story. I've given you the whole story. You get obviously get a bit more detail about the three brothers as we progress through the mm. film. But it's what the class with which this is shot. This is the best shot film I've seen in a long, long time. So better than fresh.
2: By, okay, one, okay. by one spot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Only by one. <laughs> Only by one.
0: All right, that's uh, my number nice. four. What's your number three,
3: Jason? Marcel, the uh, shell with this, shoes on. It, what is What is I? It's it? about a little tiny shell that has little shoes on. Okay. And their family goes missing, and the documentarian, who's a real person. It's like a, this is like a little stop-motion character, yep. oh, okay. voiced by Jenny, Jenny, Jenny Slate. They did a series of shorts on YouTube, mm. and the way – and the character kind of blew up from there. But the way that they integrate the YouTube shorts into the movie is actually really creative because they just make that seem as if that happened in real life, that those were little documentaries. And now the – and the guy's getting ready to, like, kind of finish this project, and then some stuff goes haywire, and then Marcel becomes a worldwide phenomenon and sensation looking for – their family, I don't, Marcel, I think, might be a boy, but it's Jenny Slate. And it's really a movie about life, and it's very sweet, and it's very wholesome. And it, it, it doesn't mean uh, Marcel doesn't say some spicy things. <laughs> I went into it feeling pretty blue, and I came out with a tear in my eye and feeling uh, uplifted. Wow. Some things just okay. move you on a level of... something. Sometimes you just need good energy poured into you because the world is shit. that
1: is my jam, and son.
3: Marcel... Marcel is that in movie form. It's just an injection of goodwill and a little bit of sadness and a little bittersweet, but it's a very, very sweet film. And I got a couple of the biggest laughs I've had uh, in theaters this year. Don't I've not heard any of this it. Okay. This. Absolutely, it's
0: on my radar. I'm looking at it now. I'm not even sure it's come out here yet, but uh, we'll we'll certainly seek it out. But thank you for that one. All Pretty right. Cool. Nice Wayne. One. Okay. Well, my number three is The Batman, so we're over to you. Ooh, damn. My number three is a film that no one's mentioned. Probably no one will. <laughs> <laughs> I had given up on Predator.
2: Completely oh, yeah. and oh, yeah.
0: utterly given up on Predator. Even though I was a small defender of, of the Predator, it was mostly to annoy Wayne. It's not a good film. <laughs> it's in fact, given that it's got Shane Black and the guy, Fred Decker, the guy who wrote Monster Squad and Why Am I Blank Art oh, and Night of the Creeps. Right. <laughs> yes, it's got yeah. Olivia Munn in it too. That movie sucked. <laughs> I thought this was going to be absolute gold and it was pretty average, let's, let's be honest. my asshole. So they've run this train to the ground and then they give to Dan Trachtenberg the keys to the kingdom and say, just make a Predator film another time. And so he says, well, let's make it in colonial kind of American times and let's put it from the perspective of the indigenous peoples. And what a decision that was. Fucking A. Prey is absolutely, without a doubt, the best action film which you can argue is a horror film of 2022.
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's a horror film. I, even though it's all gory like
0: your jam. And it no is. surprises there. Yeah. And by the way, this is on my list.
2: Ooh, um, yeah, right. Prey
1: is fucking fantastic. Um,
2: the, Very good movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say it's
0: more action. Well, in the end, because... Yeah. People want to call everything a horror film these days. Most of this, I saw had this on there one way or the other. So, all right, this is therefore my best horror film. I would agree. It's an action film with gory beats. But gore is enough to elevate something to horror for a lot of people.
1: If anything, it's sci-fi action. I wouldn't have called it horror at all. Mm. Yeah, obviously it's a
0: sci-fi film. So, yeah, fantastic film with a wonderful turn by Amber Mid Thunder as the protagonist of the film. Mm-hmm. I just loved her journey from being... She's already a skilled warrior, but they won't accept her because she's a woman. She's supposed to be staying back and doing whatever she's meant to be doing back in the in the village. And she went... Because she learns through the course of the film. And that's maybe the best part of this movie is the French trappers all come in and then they all get wiped out in some very entertaining ways with some different gizmos and gadgets we've never seen before in the Predator franchise. Because
1: it's way, way a long yeah. time ago and even their I agree, technology... They're better... They're better. <laughs> i don't know i don't know because they, that they're... thing
0: which squishes people into pulp was awesome
1: he's always had is this at the net yeah that he's always had that oh yeah that's it he's always, yeah <coughs> he's at least there. since the
0: second one oh, that was in predator 2 wasn't yeah. it it was yeah okay but, no, yeah. but what's cool yeah. about that was is better done here it was well, so much better done his shoulder yes,
1: cannon is a plasma in modern times but over here it's a projectile right right so that's kind of yeah. cool it's yeah. like hey, okay even a 100 years ago your cool shit wasn't as cool as it was you know later on but that yeah. was why it was so cool man this is great
0: the only film I watched twice in two, I saw in 2012 I watched again that's how much I enjoyed wow. it so yeah I, I absolutely blew me away because the other thing probably helped it to be honest is I'd read somewhere this was PG-13 It was just, and it was just going to Hulu there's no greater travesty in cinema this year than the fact this didn't get a cinema release I know
1: this would have killed this in the been, fucking cinema again,
0: some of the effects might not have held up on the huge huge big big screen like, you know, like my, zero, my new 83 bear, inch TV at home Good to <laughs> the what? although the bear, the bear would not have held up 100% agree no. <laughs> but <laughs> no. otherwise what a film this would have been to see with a crowd of people it was good enough yeah, watching it on yeah. my friend's projector screen Christian we went around there and five of us watched it together or four of us watched it together that was a great experience on, in and of itself and then I watched it myself at, at home on uh, Star here where it was released good shit praise a fantastic film and, and hopefully has revitalised the franchise now I can set it in different times here and there and I would have a sequel to this film because I loved her character so much.
1: So see when the aliens came back yep. and then the gun came back?
0: Yep, because I somehow lose that gun. So You yeah. saw it, right, Jace?
3: I s- saw it, really enjoyed it. They are making the Gladiator 2. If we're going to release Scott, let's do a crossover. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring the Predator in. Gladiator 2 versus uh, uh, Predator. Let's Gladiator.
0: What would that be called? We'll work on that one. <laughs> Move, yeah. On. Is
1: it, so, Russell Crowe. Predilator.
0: I, I still like that idea of body ninjas and samurai against Predator. That would be awesome.
1: Well, Russell Crowe can't be in it again because, one, he died, but also he's so fat. It well, would maybe be once like, you
0: die in the afterlife, you pork up.
1: I, that, that. He's, not, he's not dead. He's in, he's in Elysian, Elysian fields. fields. Yes, you're Elysian Elysian right. Elysian Fields. Well, we can't yes, set it there,
3: so. man. Again, if he was in Elysian <laughs> Fields, he'd be thin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go.
3: All right. Uh, nice Pre- one. Predator Afterlife movie. I'm here for it. My number two is
0: Top Gun Maverick. Wayne, Whoa. back to you. My number two is Prey. So, Paul, back to you. My number two is Northman. Shit. All right. So, here it is. <laughs> the number one film wow. of 2022. We are going to go right around. Have anyone's number one film been mentioned so far? Yeah. Oh. Mine has. Oh, so. All right. In that case, gonna be- <laughs> tell, so- tell us a little bit more about it, Jason. Give us your 10 through 2 and then reveal your number one.
3: I think this is the the most wholly original movie in some time, even though at times it is a pastiche of a lot of other movies, tropes, genres. Bullet train. I think it's clever. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think it's clever. I think it's creative. I think it's a combination of actors we know and love, actors we Bullet haven't train? seen in some time, <laughs> and some actors who are just emerging into stardom, it is everything, everywhere. Yeah, Of all course at once. it
1: is, yeah. All right, so just for the for the seats at home, give us 10 through 1.
3: Coming in number 10 is RRR. Number 9 is Pearl. Number 8 is The Fableman. 7 is The Northman. Number 6, Decision to Leave. Number 5, The Batman. 4, Tar. 3, Marcel the Shell with Shoes on. 2, Top Gun Maverick. And number 1, Everything
1: Everywhere all at once. Beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. That, 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 that's a
0: very common number 1. I think you're well in good company there.
1: Damn straight. Nice one. Um, okay, well, my 10 to 1 is 10, Glass Onion. Nine. Shit. The, ba- the bad guys. Uh, eight, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Seven, Avatar, The wave of Water. Six, The Gray Man. <laughs> Five, RRR. Four, <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> Three, The Batman. Two, Prey. And my number one is Top Gun Maverick.
2: Because what is. else happened this year? No. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: the real tragedy, though, is you had COVID at the time that that Dr. Kind of Maverick premiered, so I took the yeah, aforementioned Christian to it instead. Yeah. And you still thought this was the Did you go and see it at the cinema? Because yeah, it yeah. had thirty two weeks to do so?
1: Yeah, I saw it at the cinema and I missed the the pimped out advanced screening
0: that, that we both got invited yeah, to. Where there was a guy playing just on nonstop as <laughs> you walked to. <laughs>
1: shit man. Paul, like, if you can
3: keep Paul, can you keep doing that while I ask Wayne a really quick question? <laughs> Please don't do that, Paul. <laughs> Is it possible to contract covid from eating
1: ass? Oh, uh turns
3: Whoa. out no.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you can only eat
0: ass, you can't kiss her.
1: I see. All right guys.
0: The views of Wayne Ruiz do not reflect <laughs> medical authorities or indeed any sanctioned device about I covid wore a mask how did you eat ass with the mask? Uh, it was a bit messy. Because <laughs> it wasn't messy without a mask.
3: <laughs> he did it with the guidance of the World Health Organization. Yeah,
1: and it was a brown mask.
0: <laughs> All right, <we> good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Paul throwing up
0: over here my favorite oh, thing. Just- well, my number one hasn't been mentioned so let's, oh, good. Uh, let's, go. let's, go. let's wrap one, this bad boy up with with that my 10 first of all through to 10 top gun maverick 9 the innocence 8 violent night 7 bullet train <laughs> 6 everything everywhere all at once 5 fresh 4 athena 3 prey two, the northman my number one is now my second favorite war film of all time it's a film based on a classic novel it's from the German perspective. It's called All Quiet, All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, wow. Really? Harrowing is the only word to describe this. You know how that first sequence in Saving Private Ryan is absolutely blows you away? Speaking of Spielberg, when he was relevant and still creating, I think, amazing films. This film isn't no, as, it's not as, good as that. grandiose yeah, or as yeah, amazing yeah. as that, but I'll tell you what, the ending of this film is a much bigger and better gut punch than what they managed in Saving Private Ryan. And in between, on a two-hour and 40-minute film, there is a lot of... Getting- Talking. Yeah, there is. But there's getting to know this these four young men who all sign up on the basis of this, rah, rah, we're going to war and we're going to win this great war. University lecturer who basically says, if you're not signing up now, you are a loser. Mm. You are not a real man. And so they run off to war and it doesn't take long. The first 40 minutes, we lose at least one of those characters and over time, they meet other veterans there, and these newbie- newbies interspersed with them. That's how we get to know all these characters. It's astounding. It's so beautiful is a harsh a difficult word to use, but it's so beautifully filmed. It, it looks is filmed. incredible. Have you seen this film?
1: I have seen it. I saw it the other night on your recommendation. And and I, I'm i surprised it's your number one, though, because number one, here it is. It's That opening is wicked. The ending is wicked.
0: In the middle, it stole my youth. Yeah, I can see it. It's fucking long. Whereas I... Maybe, maybe what helped me, honestly, if I'm really honest, is because I have a child and, and a family. In that sense of, I can't watch three hour films straight usually by myself. Ah, uh, you broke it up. Yeah, clever I watched it in two. Clever. I watched it in two sittings. One that would night work, and then the second night, and that maybe that helped it for me. I
1: guarantee you it helped because I was like, you know, I was sitting there going, "Come on, people." But on, that, in but the
0: that, but the end but those characters I think they're so well drawn through the middle of the film I like would vet, agree you get, you get to really know them and care about them and I just couldn't believe the way some of this shit went although it makes perfect sense when you really think about it war is hell and I know that's a message which has been emphasised time and again in film but this film does it so much better than the vast majority as far as I'm concerned. Well, It reminds mm. me
1: of, like, in like English Lit, we usually learn about the war poets, Wilfred Owen, people like this who used to actually talk about, you know, everyone's it not, it's interesting, because you always see a, a World War I movie on the side of the Allies. Yes. You never really see it from the other side, right? Yep. So you see, that and, and most of the
0: soldiers who were German soldiers were just told, "Go there, shoot at those people, and try not to
1: die." And it's exactly the same. Their their propaganda of it's, it's noble to die for your country and yep. this and this was all this shit they fed these kids, and these kids were like, "Yeah, let's get to Paris," you know. And it's like, "Holy shit!" Like within three seconds, it turns to shit for them.
0: That that opening sequence, as you say, though, where it's just finding a random new a newbie to the, and yep. it, he runs across the field and he gets shot and he dies and they take his uniform off him. We follow the uniform as it's gone back to whatever German HQ is and they re- re- they song. match it, yep. uh, m- mend it, sorry, patch it up and send it on and then our main character, Paul, as his name happens to be, gets it and can see that there's a different name tag because I forgot to take the name tag off it. Yep, He's like, oh, this isn't mine. Uh, that's okay. Don't worry about it. You just put Didn't that. Fit in. the other guy. that yeah. happens all
1: the time. Rips off the name tag. Yeah, you what, did a, what, a idea. What,
0: what a brilliant way to open a film. Yeah, so, very clever. Mm. Very clever. Yeah, All Quiet Western Front is. If wow. I could, I would buy my other 4K film of the year. That's our lists. Then let's hear some quick honorable mentions. Jason, anything else you haven't mentioned today, or hasn't been mentioned today, that you would like to tick off as being a great film? Honorable mentions
3: are in this order: Glass Onion, Barbarian, The Menu, and Nope. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Very, very
2: nice. Okay. Okay,
1: um, I couldn't, I, I didn't have the balls to put these on my list, but the unbearable weight of massive talent, <laughs> yeah. I liked. Um, Doctor Strange, I liked. Everyone oh. hated it. I didn't mind it, okay? I didn't hate oh. it, it just wasn't everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Um, which
0: is ironic, given the money and the budget and the studios behind it, but yeah. yeah.
1: True. I liked I liked the Atom project. Wow, that would have taken balls. <laughs> yes, that would taking taken balls. Like, you know, bullet train <laughs> balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. I didn't have them. Uh, and you know what, Paul? I quite like the Black Phone. Wow! I didn't mind it as Yeah a, it, I liked it too Yeah it was a good show yeah. so, at, there you are
0: I had The Menu Glass Onion Wormwood Cole and Apocalypse A little Australian film Puss in Boots Cole oh. and the Last Witch Oh really Which was the last film I saw at the cinemas Last year With my daughter That was really good I've heard it's good Surprisingly good, good. Alright uh, Terrify 2 Which I Jason did you see that? Get the fuck out no, of here <can't>, no <laughs> For
2: Fuck that the no. most Fuck both those movies Disgraceful Hate Disgusting
0: that. Gore on film But it had actually had a storyline Which held together Would have made it Been a lot better And The Bad Guys Was my last There all you go Oh nice
2: yeah.
0: Alright so that's Alice What about yours we Wrap up every episode Of The Countdown With your feedback On the topic at hand In a segment that we call The Pop 10 Or 17 in this case <laughs> Talk, Talk about Pop 10 Talk about
2: Pop 10
0: off this week's pop 10 with Joey DeCullo from the So Wizard Podcast number 3 Joey <laughs> bodies 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 <laughs> nope number 2 which you like Jason we were a bit cold on but yeah, not for me. everything ever all at once was his number 1 from Julio for the Contrarians Podcast now hold on to your hats here if I've had any controversial <laughs> on my oh, Jesus. list number 3 <laughs> Beavis and Butthead do the universe <laughs> <laughs> number 2 Glass Onion number 1 The Menu with a little special mention to Brad Hargis of the cinema guy, Suck It, Brad. A lot of critics like that show. Yeah, it was good. As uh, I just mentioned, my number 11 probably of the year. Mike Margosian, patron of the show, said Triangle of Sadness at number three. That wasn't bad. Have you seen that one, just I haven't seen it, but I want to. Me neither. Yeah, well worth a watch. Number two, Everything everyone All Once. Number one, Triple R. What up? Jordy said another top-level patron of the show. Thank you, Jordy, for your support. Said Top fucking Gun. All others at number two or lower. Couldn't agree more. John Husslander said, number three, Top Gun Maverick. Number two, Triple R. Number one, everything everywhere, all at once. Tight. Then the aforementioned Brad himself from the Cinema Guys podcast. Do check them out. Out? Number three, everything everywhere, all at once. Number two, Top Gun Maverick. Number one, Prey. Mm. There we go. Mary Clement Hill had Triple R, Prey, and Marcel, the shell with shoes on. So people are... Really vibing what we're throwing out there as well. I gotta see that shit. Dan, okay, Mina Harker said, easy answer, prey, better than Predator.
2: Woohoo,
0: <laughs> Hey, ho, hey, better than the Predator, for sure. Absolutely. Number two, everything, sure, yeah. everywhere all at once. Number one, the menu. Wow. Yeah, okay, if you, you like that. Like shit. The, you didn't like the menu, did you? Christian, like another patron of the show, good friend said, Top Gun Maverick, number three, number two, all quiet, in the Western Front, number one, the Batman. Nice. Andrew Watson said, I haven't seen that many films, but the best three I saw that didn't suck were Three Prey, Two Glass Onion, Number One Slumberland, which I haven't seen. What but was that? Never heard of. It was a Netflix film with Jason Momoa. It's kind of like a kid's film. Really? Well, maybe. Well, that's the ad, the trailer. Maybe it's not that way. Yeah. But he did also add, a lot of love here for everything everywhere, but after watching the first half, I found it sufficiently meh to not bother going back. Woo. Did did Oh. Well, he didn't. He didn't. cut it off. Yeah, so, shut, shut off halfway. <laughs> well, if you don't like the
1: first half, you don't like the second half. <laughs> well,
0: there you go. Well, maybe you would. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Tammy Davis said number three. Spoiler alert, which I haven't seen. Me neither. Number two, pray. Number one, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. I'm gonna check that shit out. Absolutely worth watching. actually you can yeah. get it now. <laughs> Sweet. At the, at the cinema. <laughs> it's, it's available now via magic or something. <laughs> <laughs> Number three The Northman from Matt Evans Arr, Friend of the show Patron as well Number two This is for you Jason X And number one The Prey Sorry Prey The Prey, <laughs> You're a prey The Prey Prey is getting a lot of love here Because John Amanda for the Planet Comics Podcast Another great show Number three Nope Jordan Peele does Jaws Awesome Number two Barbarian We didn't really touch on this Jason But that was a good film Loved this and had no idea Where it was going It was about going in Sorry Number one Prey Who saw that coming? No one Totally insane hits all the action notes too and last one to wrap up today's epic episode, Stu from the Stewart Auto Podcast said, "Tired for number one, everything, everywhere, all at once." And good luck to you, Leo Grande. I,
1: I, I've got that ready to watch. I haven't. Mm-hmm.
0: And number three, love you, Stu, Bullet train.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I to pick that one. By the way, Kia Crow picked The Grey Man as number two for one. Of these. Oh, I didn't actually. So get I'm there. worried on that one. We had like
0: <laughs> sixty replies, <laughs> yeah, yeah. unless we want to be here for another Shout fifteen out minutes. Kia. Yeah, so Kia you're Wayne's favourite yet again hooray uh, thank you so much to everyone who got back to us sorry I couldn't get through all the feedback as you can tell we are at the point where we need to wrap this one up because the man sitting across from us hasn't showered is stinky and it's very late at night Jason thank you so much for joining us today despite your hatred of some really great films it's been wonderful <laughs> to- <laughs> Fuck
2: off.
0: thanks man it was yeah. awesome tell-, tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you and uh, join your wonderful wonderful show
3: if Twitter still exists when you hear mm. this, at Binge Movies, Instagram, at Binge Movies lives. All of your favorite podcast apps, just search for Binge Movies rankings and reviews. It'll probably get, get you to us sooner. Um, and yeah, we're available where every every good podcast is and even where some shitty ones are too.
0: Yeah, there you are. Very nice. <laughs> Please get along, check it out. Wonderful show. And uh, Jason is a man who knows more than most, I'd say all, about film. So there you are.
1: Knowledgeable fellow.
3: Not not true. But thank you. <laughs> the vast majority. There we go. Settle in between.
0: How do the good folk get in touch with us?
1: Search for us, The Countdown Podcast, and get our socials. Get us an email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com or visit our shitty website at
0: (laughs) thecountdownpodcast.com. One day we'll do (laughs) something with that shit. View view it on a desktop, okay? Just a little tip. (laughs) Jason says The Countdown PC is where we are on Twitter. You can like and follow the show on Podbean, where we host and the Facebook community, which is the only place you can leave feedback for the show. Do so by hitting the link in the show notes. That's it from us today. Next week, we're going to be doing, I think, the most anticipated films of 2023. Oh, not, that'll be fun. That was a week after. There's a lot of recording in the next two weeks because so I'm going to be away in Japan. So, uh, yeah, if we're a bit out of sync, don't sweat it. There'll be another show. We will catch you very soon. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. I'm Jason. <laughs> and this has been The Soundboard. <laughs> so when With no it. one else doesn't like Bullet <laughs> <That> Train. <was laughs> Shut up, everyone. We'll catch you later. <laughs> Bye. That
3: was more like The Struggle Board. <laughs>
0: That I ain't making it
3: <laughs> Edited Shops. <laughs> Whenever you guys move, what, what's going on with the? This is way less. Uh, this background back here is this is like a void. This you is guys just,
0: Wayne's this is my bullshit. workflow. my used
3: to yeah. have all
1: kind of yeah, but he used to have all kind of shit up there. He did. He had a peanut board. That's right, yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so, yeah, this is an ever changing studio slash man cave slash jerk off room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta wipe yeah. down
0: every keyboard for Paul. <laughs> 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 Got <her>. <laughs> <laughs> when Paul, when Paul comes on time, <laughs> no pun intended, and I forgot he was turning up at that time. There's no wiping. Going. I know this.
2: There's, there's like, look over there, Spritz. <laughs> so. <laughs>